I'm having a party tonight. Are you right. serious? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends Michael. Hello. And Richard. Hello. These two schmucks argue all the time about the Mount Rushmore of any given topic. The top four things that best represent a certain topic. And this week is no different. Uh, this week we will discuss the Mount Rushmore of partying. Whose choice was this? This was my choice. Why? And when I like, I sometimes just... You got a party. You got a party. <laughs> I, I, you know, I should, I should say that in a more like NPR kind of down, downbeat way. Sometimes, you know, you just need to party. That's I rich. I don't know why it is a on fulfilling party. On every NPR, NPR like radio uh, uh, segment, you can always hear someone like They're licking their lips, <laughs> <or> just <laughs> like this. So like, you guys are professionals, aren't Ger- you? Garrison and, and, Keeler. And, and when I like to party. <laughs> I like to party hard. Garrison Keeler, you can always hear his nose like. <laughs> I can feel like you can feel the bristles in his nose, the, a bat in the cave <laughs> flopping around. Uh, I don't, I don't remember why I came up with this topic. Yeah. I must have, you know, all of these are just like random thoughts. It's just like I'm gonna uh-huh. suggest this. One. Party is a word like fornication that its use makes you think that the person doesn't really know what partying is or fornication is. Like, if you say, hey, I'm partying tonight, then you think, eh, that guy's going to the library or something like that. Uh, I think that no, I, don't know. I think that there is a, like, overarching, uh, very, like, iconographic image that I have of just, like, partying. Just killing it. This gonna, yeah. Just, yeah. It's going to blow the roof off. A rager. Yeah. Okay, well, let's... let's and also, I've never been to one of those parties. <laughs> I <don't> think so. <laughs> I've seen them on Disney Channel, yeah. made for TV films. Richard, it was Michael's choice, so you get to start. First choice for me is going to be drinking games. Mm. Oh, right. Which is a good um, delineation point. If you're still going to places or parties where drinking games are happening... And you're in your 30s, let's say, past your early 30s. It's time to take serious stock yeah. of what's going on in your life. I think it depends how seriously you take those games that you're portraying. And if you're going and you're just playing, someone's like, "Oh, we're gonna play flip cup or we're gonna play mm-hmm. uh, beer pong," and then like you get upset if you lose, or yeah, <laughs> I think that's when. Or it's, it's a competitive, like there's a tournament uh-huh. wrapped around it, mm. or the whole reason that you're going to the party is to play said party game instead of to actually, you know, hang out, hang with out and talk to people. Yeah. It's That's a problem. Would a drinking game like, say, a Hunter S. Thompson might play where you're shooting a shotgun at somebody's face? Yeah, w- William Tell is not well, a great the, drinking game. The, the William Burroughs <laughs> drinking yeah, game. That didn't work out too well for his <laughs> life. Okay. So I was thinking about drinking games, and it really – look, I, did, I wasn't – shockingly, I was not in a frat in college. I lived behind a frat. But I was not in a frat. So it wasn't something I ever did until, really, until I started playing kickball. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was exposed to the wide world of two drinking games that people play yeah. at kickball. Yeah, It's usually either flip cup or beer pong or some variation that combines the two, like baseball, mm-hmm. which is actually the best version. Michael and I are undefeated at, it should be pointed out, never lost a game. We've played like three games total, but like that's all. Like, but that's then you can retire. Yeah, yeah, they were that. done. Yeah. Um, so I would say Flip Cup is a better game than beer pong. Although I would say, really, the best games are the ones you make up. 
like Michael and I, and also I should should point out Cameron, invented mm. a game several years ago called Shuffle Bombed. Oh yeah, that it was an incredible game that came after a good night of drinking. I think we... it was, that was at a into season party maybe. Yeah, that was the rock style that was after Skiffle that the Beatles played in the Quarrymen. Was that right? <laughs> yeah, they played some Shuffle Bombed. Um, so it was basically I'm trying to remember the rules again. You got like a like a cocktail table. Yeah, and you had a semi-full cocktail drink and you had to ice down the table to get nice and wet and you slid the cocktail drink toward the other person and you tried to get it to hang over the lip but not go over the edge oh, they game. were also like uh like straws that were set up as a boundary it's like almost like a goal line yeah. <laughs> so you had to get it within the boundary of the goal but not go over and spill and then but if you didn't get it I, you know, we were drunk when we came out. Yeah, <laughs> came up felt really good. Oh, I, I still have the diagram somewhere, I'm sure, and the rules all laid out. I'll, I'll find them and post them. That's incredible. Um, the other one that we invented, I don't think I was personally there for it, but it kind of, I remember it, and I still may have the world record for it, is uh, corner push-ups. Another dumb one that we invented <laughs> that was just based on the idea of you just had to roll pool balls from one corner of the pool table to the other and see how many you could get in a row. And how many you sunk, you had to do that many push-ups. It was a strange test of, like, virility <laughs> and accuracy. And also <gasps> drinking was involved. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, and you also had to uh, drink, drink during, every time during you the entire, or yeah. something. I can't so remember. Stupid. So I, I guess my point is the best drinking games are the ones that kind of you make up on the fly, I think, versus the ones everyone just plays because that's what they played in college. We have uh, friends that uh, – created a game called wizard sticks oh yeah have you heard of this i've seen photos i think yeah yeah i don't know if they made it up or if it was adopted or it was passed down from yeah. generation to generation yeah. like a family stocking it's set you, you but, tape. <laughs> yeah uh, you so you drink like uh you know some sort of light beer and for every one you finish you duct tape it to a next one and you create a wizard staff <laughs> and then after x amount of uh beers you, there are a number of different challenges, so you could be like a seven-tier wizard. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm screwing up all these rules. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that there was a Wikipedia page when they kind of generally let you post whatever you wanted on Wikipedia before they oh. kind of cracked down on you. Uh -huh. And there was a Wikipedia wizard sticks page with all the rules and photos, but it was just like our friends. Yeah. It's just they all feel like stuff like when you were in junior high, you're over your friend, you know, Chris's house. Yeah. And you got sick of playing... Sega Genesis, and you went outside for just to go fuck around for a little mm -hmm. bit. And you had a ball, and you had, like, the roof. Yeah. And suddenly you invented some sort of game that involved... Oh, you mean ball roof ball? To the roof. Yeah, good old <laughs> sure. roof ball. Oh, God, this is so good at yeah. roof ball growing up. So it, it, it's... They remind me of that, but with booze. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, so make up your own games, guys. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't stick to the games that you've always played. But... Yeah. It's still a party, even though you're playing the game. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyway, and, and, and a good party game should involve people, not just sort of be like one person versus another person or two-on-two -two or something mm -hmm. like that. All right, Michael, what's your first? Uh, my first one is booze. Booze. <laughs> I, hate to be, I hate to be very, like, set the table here, but um, booze makes a party go. Yeah. And it's when a you're... Lubricant. Yeah, when you're... When it's a Thursday night or Friday or Saturday or with some of our friends Monday through Sunday, <laughs> it could be any night of the week, and it just kind of enables you to get loose and forget about your horrible, boring job that you've had for 12 yeah. years. 
Um, Make sure we put the Cheers theme in the background. <laughs> uh, what I what I like about going to parties is that there's this weird sense of I don't know what I'm like. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to drink tonight, and you kind of stumble upon that table and it's stacked like these towers yeah. of just like mixers and uh, you know vodka, and you're just like. I don't know what I'm feeling. Maybe <laughs> all of it. Maybe I'm gonna have one of one of ten different things here, or five you, of ten different things here, or ten. Of you know, you should probably go in a direction, <laughs> not m- multiple different yeah. ones, right? And there's always the uh, cooler. That's like the mystery. It's like a fun little wacky mystery game. Yeah, plunge your hand in. Sometimes you'll get something great. Sometimes you'll get a watermelon <laughs> beer. There's like a social compact though too with going to a party. Like you've got to bring something. Yeah. Like if you're the person that shows up without bottle of wine mm-hmm. as you're getting older or like a bottle of vodka or like a six pack of beer yeah or like a 12 or whatever or like, like tacos <laughs> yeah like what's, what's wrong like there's a strange i wonder if people notice or if like they start shunning you and they're just like oh there's that yeah it's that fucking chris again let's just use this ambiguous chris. yeah sure we'll go with him so chris <laughs> chris shows up doesn't bring anything but then fe- then drinks himself silly yeah like, I, I bet people start to know. I, I also feel culpable for bringing Natty Light and taking a Stella or something. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that guy, too. Uh-huh. And I've been that guy where you show up with your favorite beer and you bring a six-pack of some expensive yeah. 8.9% alcohol by volume <laughs> beer. It's like, and you proceed to drink eight or, or four, <laughs> four out of the six of them. And you're just, like, there over in the corner nursing your own drink. And you're like, why are you even at this party? You didn't come to, you didn't come to drink other people's beer and socialize. You're just there to, like, drink four beers and fall asleep. I feel like the guy who brings a, uh, his grandmother to the swingers party and leaves with a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Chris as well? <laughs> That's Chris. Chris. That's so Chris. Jesus. All right, uh, Richard, what's your second? So sometimes Chris shows up to the, the party, right? Yeah. Oh, Chris. And we like Chris. I mean, Chris is all right. He's an okay guy when he's not, you know, schlepping his grandmother yeah. off. But Chris brings his friend Donnie. Oh. And nobody knows Donnie. D-Day. Mm-hmm. He's like, good. Oh. But Donnie didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. So he invites Donnie along because Donnie kind of knows a couple of people. Yeah. But not really well. And Donnie proceeds to, in the course of a couple of hours, get shit-faced drunk mm-hmm. Insult a couple of girls that you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pass out on the floor, and now you have to sort of now Chris has to uh, apologize for Donnie and try and figure out a way to smooth this over the yeah. whole time, feeling just absolutely humiliated. He so seemed, that's he seemed like a cool guy at the tire store we work at, and yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's he's good at <laughs> rotating tires. <Yeah. laughs> well, he's a psychotic at this party. Get him yeah, out here. The, the friend of a friend, or even when it's like you're trying to mesh. Two groups of friends yeah. that don't necessarily get along. Mm-hmm. This can happen like at a birthday party or some other yeah, funeral. big event, funeral, you know, a gynecologist appointment, <laughs> things like that, where you may have one or more group, more, more than one group of friends that don't necessarily interact together. Yeah. But when you bring them together, you never know if there's going to be that wild card that just kind of mm-hmm. fucks everything up. Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right, uh, Michael, what's your second? Uh, my second one is, uh, you know, when I like to party, I like to party hard. I've heard. Party I've hard. I've seen. Uh, Andrew WK <laughs> is uh, the epitome of, uh, what's the word? Like super, he just embodies the party yeah. lifestyle. He's just id. He is, yeah. he is the He's party unleashed. id. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, 
he he's just this incredibly enthusiastic person mm-hmm. that uh you know musician that just every song of his or a number of his songs are about partying yeah i, I mentioned you have the, a list of these i mentioned the aforementioned um uh party hard uh but also from uh his debut album was uh the opening track it's time to party also party till you puke a personal <laughs> favorite a song about partying so hard you puke that you vomit uh also fun night i assume is a song about partying yeah, I would think. Uh, on later albums, he had uh, Long Live the Party. He had uh, the song Party, Party, Party <laughs> <laughs> from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters colon the soundtrack album. And he also had uh, Party All Goddamn Night. Okay. Uh, Andrew WK is great in just this weird, I don't know. I Do you feel him. like he is like a Picasso and that his, partying? his yes. his his uh this period he's in partying will shift later to daffodils or something that <laughs> I, it, he's just kind of exploring for a while. He, I don't think he has just a blue period. I think he just has his party period. His party period. Uh, I read something that he's trying to get on this presidential ballot for the party party. The party party. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, I believe, uh, quote, uh, would transcend the vitriolic atmosphere pervading all levels of government and restore Americans' faith in the political process. Oh, wow. You know, and through, also partying. Through partying. Through right. partying. Um, Do you feel like when you have to, at some point, as a performer, he is bound by contract to create a certain entertainment at a certain music venue at a certain time, and were he to not, then he does not get paid. So partying is his job. At that point... Is it still a party? I think so. I think yeah. you, I think if you approach it the way he does, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had a, t- a TV show on on MTV called uh, Your Friend Andrew WK. Oh wow! Where people would write emails to him, and he'd answer them back via email, or he'd go to your house and try to solve your problems. <laughs> um, I'm assuming most of them were through partying. Yeah. He seems like just a giant, excited dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a good way. really enthusiastic yeah. about everything. Unfortunately, he may not be a real person. Well, I know that he got into some trouble with uh, some previous, I don't know if it was a band manager or someone that was he was in business with, and he couldn't use his own name oh, wow. for a while. So he had to record under a different name. So I don't know if that's what... It, it, there, There is a conspiracy theory... Mm. That there is no individual Andrew W.K., that he was actually a creation of, like, a conglomerate who wanted to create the image of a rock star who would be party, party, party all the time. I hope it was sponsored by uh, Party City. Party City. <laughs> just, <laughs> they're just like, okay, guys, uh, we, we're doing pretty good with costumes. <laughs> Streamers yeah. right now kind of dipping low. <laughs> so what we need is it, just a man all dressed in yeah. white to descend like Jesus out of the heavens and represent partying for a new generation <laughs> for forever. And if I remember correctly... Like, it's supposed to be he's basically an actor playing the role of Andrew W.K., like a monkeys type of thing or something. Yeah. And if there have been, he's been asked questions about it before. He gets very, kind of gets angry and and he's walked out of interviews when it's come up. Well, Mm -hmm. you would, well, I would too. Yeah. If people kept questioning if I was, you know, a person. Yeah, a person. Yeah. He was like, he had like a a crazy, like classical piano training. Oh, really? Like his his mom or his dad. uh, was a classical pianist, so he has a lot of like actual musical. Yeah, that he applies to partying. That he applies all just, <laughs> you know. He, I guess 
to wrap it up, he just kind of exhibits this enthusiasm and positivity and everything mm-hmm. is like, his songs aren't about violence. They're, I mean, maybe they're like a violent aspect of partying mm-hmm. or smashing things up, but like he's always super positive and you you could play that, you know, one of his songs at any given party. Yeah, he's like up. the embodiment of, is it Bacchus, the god of wine or, or something? Or Dionys- D- Dionysus, Dionysus yeah. or something, you yeah. Know. Somebody who's just kind of reminding us that uh, life is fleeting. Don't sit around <laughs> being depressed all the time. <laughs> all right. So, hey, we've uh, these gentlemen have both registered their first two choices in the subject, Mount Rushmore of Partying. And I want to, at this point, implore you to join the party, to go online to Mount Rushmore's Facebook, to go to our website, and to send us your feedback. Let us know what subjects you'd like us to discuss. Let us know what you think of the shows uh, we've done so far. Go on to iTunes and do us three favors. One is to rate, another is to review, and also to listen to past episodes. If we can get the hits up and the downloads up on all these things, then people will find out about us. And we'd love to share this thing we do with more of you. So, uh, guys, it's that time of the party where somebody just broke something. So uh, we're coming back. Like a collarbone or something? (laughs) Like, a, like a, well, somebody's water broke, and now we've got to call an ambulance to take to rush this gal off to the hospital. She probably shouldn't have been partying nine months pregnant. Um, no. So what what's our final two choices? Richard, you start. Okay. So get back to Chris. So Chris, showing up at your party. Donnie's friend, Chris? Yeah, Donnie's friend. He works at the tire, <laughs> works at the tire no, place. Our, our friend, Chris, is the good one. Donnie, okay. Donnie was... Donnie's the jerk. Donnie. Oh, Donnie's, Donnie's the, the that guy sport. who yeah, was yeah. at that one party. Okay. Yeah. They look a lot alike. Yeah. They both have that same sort of haircut. So yeah. I, you you know, know, I can understand that, why they you... got that haircut that kind of goes like that. Yeah. And they got those eyes. You know the eyes? Oh, yeah. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's yeah, doing yeah. it with his eyes. Yeah, yeah. He folded two pieces of pizza and ate them both at the same time. And nobody, who is this guy? That's the pizza that I brought. Fucking, damned hero. That's what he is. It's a damned hero. Um, Chris. So, Chris, you know, Chris is a normal guy. You know, he likes likes to... Drink a little bit every once in a while, but not, you know, not that crazy. Shows up to the party. Some people, you know, there's some booze there. You know, some people are smoking weed out in the back. And somebody's brought some brownies. Oh, okay. Those type of brownies. Yeah, yeah. Chris has never tried it before, but other people are doing it. And he says, ah, what the heck? And goes and grabs two brownies and shoves them into his mouth. Oh, no. As quick as possible. Oh, no. There is always, not always, but you will hit that guy or that girl who does not understand how drugs work. And this often happens with the edible drugs mm-hmm. where whatever it, whatever it is, they don't understand the potency of it and they overdo it. And suddenly you're having it. Suddenly Chris is in the bathroom with the door locked and he's convinced that like Casper, the friendly ghost is coming up through the uh, drain or something. <laughs> yeah. and you're having to yeah. talk him out of it. Yeah. That, that's a good way to ruin a party right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be a great way to really kind of take a party to the next level <laughs> if the uh, if the counter reaction happens and Chris suddenly turns into, you know, the wor- Andrew WK. Yeah. <laughs> it could go either way, really. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, it ends up with like a freak out and his mm-hmm. wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or whatever having to like basically treat him like a, you know, like a a trauma victim and put yeah. like a, a blanket, heavy blanket on him and mm-hmm. take him away. Weekend at Bernie's, walk yeah. him around. <laughs> Where's Chris? He's in the bathtub. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not getting him out of there for a while. <laughs> yeah, you should probably just use the other bathroom <laughs> for a while. I, I would. Okay, uh, what's your third, Michael? 
Uh, my third. Cheese it, the cops. Oh, nuts. I don't know. Has anyone ever said that in the history of... of Was that in the Bowery Boys or like an old-time movie? Um, I like that there, there's always like a boundary with partying. Like whether your parents are out of town and you're a teenager and throwing a party just to the point where they won't notice yeah. when you come back. Or when you get older and you're into like college-level parties or you're in your... 20s or I guess early 30s like Richard said and like parties are kind of always pushed to that boundary like mm-hmm. the first one is like oh the music just starts inching up yeah a little louder and mm-hmm. louder because more people show up and then you get maybe a call from the neighbor yeah and the neighbor is unhappy because you're having a party and it's Saturday night and they go to bed at nine o'clock yeah. and yeah you're interrupting them watching CSI, I assume. Mm-hmm. But then you get that knock from the cops that first <laughs> time. And it's, uh, you guys are, this party's a little loud yeah. here. So we're going to have to ask you to turn it. And you're just like, okay, uh, no problem. Sure, of, course, of course, officer. Everyone's, everyone hides their booze as if they don't know. And yeah. you play this first game with the cops. But then those parties. <laughs> They start getting to the next level, and, um, you know, that's when someone shows up that you don't know. That's when the music gets way too loud. Donnie's showing Donnie up. Donnie's showing up again. <laughs> uh, somehow, at least in the movies, someone's made a flyer for your party. <laughs> I don't know. Has that ever happened in real life? <laughs> that there were flyers for parties flyers? At, at, at Kim's house uh, yeah, Saturday night? Yeah, I remember in night. college we had those. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I definitely remember that. Was that. Pre, so I went to college pre-the-internet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted somebody to know, you had to do this thing called a flyer. That, that's, uh, that is, I think I saw one of those listicles of, of how we used to party before cell phones and the internet and all that kind of stuff. And you couldn't do an Evite or a Facebook <laughs> event or just text some of your bitches to tell them to come over. I, I just like that... that there is there is an ultimate end to a party, no matter yeah. how raging it is. It, yeah. it it can be, and it's and it's the cops showing yeah. up, and they yeah. are gonna they're gonna end it. Yeah. They've had enough. They're chasing the, the underage drinking out. Mm-hmm. No one ever kind of gets arrested, or maybe it's just Donnie that gets hauled off. Right, Donnie gets a little lippy with the cop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like that there is a finality yeah. to to the party with the cops. Well, that's interesting too, is you dealing with this kind of existential idea of what a party is, and it's something that almost needs a conflict in order to be truly a party. So it, That's how you know it's a yeah. good party. Right. Yeah. That actually segs pretty well to my last one. Hmm. Nice. About conflict. Okay. So Chris shows up to the party with Brenda, his girlfriend. And in the course of the party, Br- Brenda thinks that Chris is kind of being a little too friendly with with Phyllis. Next thing you know, giant <laughs> giant fight. I love these Norman Lear names. <laughs> Maud. So Maud shows up. Oh, Archie. <laughs> so next thing you know, Chris and Brenda are having a huge blowout. Yeah. They break up. And now the rest of the night you're spent, you know, hanging out with Chris in the backyard smoking cigarettes and talking about Gee, what a bitch she is! She is. <laughs> yeah. While your wife, girlfriend, whatever, is in the bathroom with Brenda, who's sobbing. Uh, okay. And then there's somebody. There, and then this is one thing where kids today have it so much easier. You were at a party when we were kind of in our partying days, and if a girlfriend and bro- boyfriend broke up, they had to figure out a way to get home if they came together. 
Either they were going to drive home in silence, yeah. or they had to get a ride from somebody. Today, it's like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to take an Uber and <laughs> yeah. go home. We didn't have Ubers. I'm going to call then. an Amazon Prime helicopter. And right. The drone, the drone is just going to come and pick me up and take me away. Pick, pick my girlfriend up. <laughs> yeah, inevitably, there is some. there's something about, a, especially the larger the party, I think, it kind of brings out, and it's probably the booze fuel, fueling it, but if there have been simmering issues with mm. couples mm-hmm. going into the party, something at that party is going to yeah. make someone snap. Yeah. And when they snap, it's not going to be like, well, we'll just talk about it when we get home. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, we're going to have it out. Here's your entertainment for the night. I mean, everyone else around there is like, Ooh. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I said, Donnie and, and Brenda are like off in separate corners being, being consoled by their by, by their, uh, their cornermen. Chris and Brenda. Oh, is it Chris oh, and Chris? Chris? Donnie hooked up with... Yeah, yeah Donnie well, came in later. Oh, my that's God. Why they were, that's the other reason I why they were I knew Donnie fighting. was bad news. <laughs> he left him in the bathtub just to... Oh, you can do he a lot of things on those edibles. He wasn't just in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, Michael, what's your fourth? Uh, my last thing is, when there's a whole pizza missing one or two slices on a turntable <laughs> at the end of the night. What? What this weird was... John Hughes like? <laughs> yeah. What... <laughs> did you did you grow up in an eighties movie? <laughs> Listen, it wasn't just Sixteen Candles. I'm sure it was in every it was in every movie like uh, Bachelor Party yeah. or um, I, I just like I like the iconography of. Someone walking and like that's the ultimate sign that it's been a party. Yeah, is this there's this, this turntable still yeah. going and the needle for some reason is still skipping around on top of that pepperoni pie. Yeah. We should make a list here of things that would happen in movies that yeah. would be signifiers that there is a raging party. Bra on happened. the chandelier. Yeah, uh, bra on the chandelier. Yeah, that's that's a good one. There's a a, a closet just stuffed full of just. garbage like that frantic <laughs> cleanup where you get everything just crammed or in there. Or even better. Open up the closet, and a couple like making out falls out. Yeah, yeah that's good yeah. too. I immediately take off my tie and wrap it around my head in some kind of uh, headdress, <laughs> headband thing, <laughs> like Adrian Zamed in Patch the Party. There's a person on top of the roof jumping into a pool. Yeah, uh, or there's there's things floating in the pool that shouldn't be like a bicycle uh-huh. or a car. Yeah, or like the do- a door is off its hinges. <laughs> Was there ever a party in a high school movie that didn't? What didn't take place where there was a pool? I don't know. Mandatory, right? Yeah. Mandatory. Be, yeah, because then you got to fall in and then T-shirts get wet. I like that just the, at the end of a party, no matter how big or small, there is always like the aftermath and there's the cleanup. And it is always just you find things that you don't expect. Like, <laughs> like OK, you, someone was drunk and they decided to put this there or yeah. they decided to, you know. <laughs> Oh, great, there's gum on my chair. Okay, that might happen, but... <laughs> oh, great, why are there 12 ding-dongs in my... Uh... Why is the dog spray-painted pink? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember doing that. All right, so these uh, party animals have registered four choices, and now it's my opportunity just to kind of say the one thing that uh, I... I guess this was never, ever, ever pet peeves of party. It was obviously just observations the Mount Rushmore of. Please tell me it's Spuds McKenzie. Please tell <laughs> it's me the it's original party animal. It's the original party animal. Um, party fouls and the people who determine that they are the arbiter or referee and deliver thereof. And I 
you know, whether you're the host or just somebody at a party, there always seems to be somebody who's decided that they need to be kind of the master of the feast or the arbiter of behaviors. And there was a guy in college who would always call party foul on people. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, who made you the fucking sheriff of this shindig asshole? The, the Emily Post of <laughs> the, the kegger, Post yeah. Of the kegger, yeah. <laughs> and I, I do find I that. Hope, I hope he did walk around in a black and white striped shirt. <laughs> yeah, with a blowing a whistle, throwing flags at people. Well, I do, I do respect and appreciate the idea that that somebody has this idea in mind that parties are this wonderful experience that should go without issue or offense. And that we should adhere to a certain <laughs> charter <laughs> that we, as a civilized partying community, um, all agree to. But uh, I was just found that really annoying that somebody had deemed himself the kind of the the um, judge at the joust <laughs> of, the, of these <laughs> medieval games of this party. But okay, so um, I'm going to remind you once again that we would love for you to join the party and and uh, contact us on social media. We've got the Twitter, we've got the Instagram. And of course, we got Facebook, and we've got our Mount Rushmore Podcast dot uh, com website, and then iTunes is really a great place to find out uh, about our newest and our past episodes. We've got over twenty some of them, and we'd love for you to listen to them all. So, uh, what I have uh, heard today is the Bible of partying. We've had the Old Testament, we've had the New Testament. Richard got a little bit Old Testament. There's a lot of stuff that Richard. Um, um, talked about that really was about what what are the errors of our ways? What would be the reason that the creator above the party arbiter above would smite us? And Donnie, you mean? Don, Donnie, not the party. Did I tell you guys that? Donnie is actually the Donnie's party. the party Donnie. arbiter, so he was yeah. walking amongst He's us the party kind of God, judging yeah. us. Okay, Donnie the party judge, um, he looks down upon us, and he, he, is, he is watching our behaviors. We want to get to party heaven. And not go to party hell. Although party hell seems like it would be more fun than party heaven. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Party heaven sounds totally like for losers. we got, we got uh, to do right by of, Donnie. It's a lot of drinking Riesling up in party <laughs> heaven. <laughs> so, Richard, um, uh, drinking games was is definitely fun. And we talked about wh- what are the good ones and what are the bad ones. And then got a little dark. Stranger at the party. Who is this person who comes in who uh, somebody brought him? We don't know who brought him. Well, Chris brought Donnie. We know that. Um, brownies and drugs. This is the uh, air of your ways. If you if you can't handle the the, if you don't want to get burned, don't jump in the fire. Don't play with that stuff. That uh, don't s- smoke the um, cocaine or drink that marijuana. And um, conflict breakups. So did uh, I did I didn't tell you that most of my parties are David Lynch movies. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> didn't mention that. <laughs> Whereas either uh, Kyle MacLachlan uh, <laughs> and his mighty chin protruding through the. <laughs> Anamorphic frame. Okay. Okay. And then Michael's kind of New Testament. You know, uh, he gave us the wine to drink it. It is the blood of Christ. It is there for us to consume and enjoy uh, what could be our only heaven here on earth. That was the booze. That was Andrew W.K., who I think might be the Moses of partying or something like that. He's m- he did party the seven seas. Yeah, he partied the seven seas. And so it up. shall be written, so it <laughs> shall party. His blood, the blood of his face turned into the wine that we're drinking. Um, the party boundaries, the cops, and do you know Do you know it's a good party? Well, you know it when the cops came. And then finally, kind of the aftermath, what makes a good party, um, the whole pizza. But fuck it, I'm going with Richard, because I thought he had some really funny ideas about the weirdos and people that populate these parties. So... Um, uh, Richard is the winner. Let's play that party winner music. 
Hey guys. Um, so to celebrate, I'm having a party tonight. Oh, Are you right. serious? Yeah. yeah. Right. Woo, Donnie's gonna be there. Oh yeah. no, not Donnie. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, this has been the Mount Rushmore podcast. This is partying, Jeff. This is a uh, rockin' Richard. This is uh, Michael. We had to have time to work. Let's go. Cheese it, the cops.